0: So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If I learned one thing in the last year, it's that falling into debt can happen to anyone. Luckily, I heard about the ISI, the Insolvency Service of Ireland. Their professional advisors can help you restructure or even write off your debt. The first thing they said to me was, every debt problem has a solution. I can still feel the relief. So if you're worried... Visit their website, backontrack.ie, or free text get help to 50015.
1: The ISI, together, will get you back on track.
2: Welcome to episode number 90 of the bloodandmud.com podcast. I'm Lee Calvert, the editor of bloodandmud.com, and joining me as per usual. Is the man who's usually on the other side of the table, which is?
3: Josh Gardner of RugbyShirtWatch.com.
2: Sounding excited already, we like it. I'm delighted. But also joining us this week as the special guest for his second trip around the Blood and Mud uh, roundabout is the resplendently wonderful Mr. Mike Bubbins. Good evening, Mike.
4: Of MikeBubbins.com.
2: Of MikeBubbins.com. <laughs> Tickets are available.
4: <laughs> How are we, boys? Yeah, not bad. We're well, good. looking forward to
2: this. You can get in touch with the pod at bloodandmud.com and you can get in touch with me at lee. dot. No, you can't. That was going to be work email then. Yeah. Lee at bloodandmud.com yeah, Don't don't do don't give me work, like email. work
3: email,
2: yeah. <laughs> lee at on or is bloodandmud.com Mike's already very helpfully told us you can get hold of him at mikebubbins.com and find out what's going on with him I
4: should have mentioned I update that website about twice a year, just so you know. So- Keep, what you're saying is stay teamed. If you email me, I may not get back to you until the summer, but I, <laughs> don't, don't think less of me for that.
2: That sounds like me and work again. <laughs> but it's uh, so, yeah. And also, how, where are you on Twitter, Mike? Is it just at Mike Bubbins? Just at
3: Mike Bubbins, yeah.
2: And what about you, Josh? People know this by now, but let's do it anyway. Uh,
3: at Josh Gardner, at Rugby Shit Watch, wherever Twitter's are sold.
2: Exactly. And you know, because you listened to this already, that we're on ACAS, we're on Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you want to stick the RSS feed, it all works. Very, very, very well. We'll start, as we always do, with a player spotted, which is where we get somebody to write in with Well, somebody does write in and tell us when they've had a really quite dull meeting with a player, which is our favourite kind of meeting with a player. Andy Lewis emails. He says, A few months ago, I was behind former Newcastle and Saracens lock-stroke number eight, Hugh Vivian. Remember Hugh Vivian? Strawberry Blonde, I think he was. Yes. Two different... In two different queues at my local cinema. First, the drinks queue, then the queue well, to get into the screen. He says Hugh is very tall and was very polite to all the staff he encountered. That despite them being slightly hapless, he ordered a beer and a white wine. The beer was for him. The white wine was for the lady he was with. I don't know. If classic. <laughs> yeah, Bacardi and Coke <laughs> for the lady. Yeah. For the lady. Um, I assume that was his wife or his girlfriend. But they were having a detailed conversation about who was taking. He win-
4: him the He's in a world of shit now.
3: <laughs> yeah, you are fucking royally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were having, well, they're having a
2: conversation about who was taking which kid to which activity the following morning. That sounds ah, like okay. true married misery, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Once inside, he seats the other side of the cinema from we, which I was quite glad about because, as I mentioned, he's very tall, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to sit behind him. He also says, P.S. H- P. Seeing Hugh was not only the second most comment-worthy thing that happened in the cinema that night. The most comment-worthy thing." Was a film review I overheard from the woman in front of me on the way out, who, and the woman said that wasn't bad, but I thought it would be more uplifting. The film was Dunkirk.
3: <laughs> 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 it's those wars a really eh? feel good yeah. moment in yeah. British history. That yeah,
2: those wars.
4: Probably the a wave after Schindler's List or something.
2: While that's wrong, somebody else has written in. Um, Stephen played for centres an email, and he said, this is stupid, but I thought you would hear it. This is from last week's Newcastle Falcons game. You know the half-time interview, the halfway through the half-interviews, which we all despise?
3: Oh, they're awful. You hate those
2: well, Nick, well, Nick Mullins went to Johnny Bell of Newcastle, and this is the first question that he asked him. Lost
1: his defence all night, oh, I so it makes it sense out. to um, have sorry, a chat on, sorry, with sorry. their defence coach, um, Johnny Bell. Um, Mark's out of ten for the way you kept your back door shut tonight, Johnny. What, what, what do you reckon?
3: <laughs> he's a... <laughs> I mean... that was a bet that was painting me a bet wasn't it that was yeah he's made a tenor off that <laughs> and... yeah <laughs> He's up the there. It's the
2: fourth time I've heard it, and I laugh every single time I hear it, because I'm basically seven years old. We were you expecting
4: your back door smashed in.
3: <laughs> well, is this a weird trend? Because we had Phil Davis with the penetrator coming at you hard from behind. Oh, yeah, that was your other week, wasn't it? Game. That was...
2: The last thing you yeah. want is the penetrator coming hard, Phil Davis said, and how right yeah. he is in many ways.
3: Well, indeed. Or oh, how wrong. <laughs> <laughs> depends <laughs> how much
2: Picardia coat you've had Mike I imagine
3: <laughs> right so let's
2: go on to so there's some news from this week Josh do you have any news for us to consider uh,
3: yes there was a little bit of news this morning in that uh, apparently everybody wants to play for teams that they uh, did not formally represent internationally that's the long and short of it right Basically, all, everyone who used to be an all-black now wants to play for either Tonga, Samoa or Fiji. Is this after the
2: Rugby League World Cup, do you think? Uh, well, because I think I'm not being funny be... that if I went to a Tonga game and saw what that Tonga crowd does, I'd want to play for Tonga as well.
3: Well, yeah, but apparently, uh, and this is the list, um, we have Charles Pioto, Frank Halai, Mar Nonu, Victor Vito and Nick Williams, optimistically Nick Williams, I'd say. <laughs> um, th- wanting to play uh, at the World Cup next in uh, 2019 for uh, Samoa and Tonga, respectively, because apparently there is a loophole that if you haven't played... If you, even if you've been capped by somebody else, if you haven't played for that team for three years, you have a passport for the country that you want to play for and you play for the country in an Olympic qualifying event... That's
2: such a
4: farce,
3: isn't it? I know, I know. Um, <laughs> then based- you can you can swap allegiances. So yeah, we could well have Mar Nanu World Cup winner with the All Blacks in 2015 playing for Samoa.
4: That list was like the John Cleese list from Meena, Meena of Life when, you know, the kids got to collect their <laughs> stuff from the coat pegs. It's exactly
3: that, <laughs> so isn't it? It's, it's it's a weird little loophole that I think is a result of uh, Sevens becoming an Olympic sport. Yeah. But, I mean, on the one hand, fair enough, because it's good that like to- all the Pacific Island countries that provide so many players. And players like Frank Halai and Charles Piotr who haven't got many caps
2: He's got for 16 all caps Black. though, Piotr. It's not like oh, not I was capped once, thoughts, actually. is it? You know what I
3: mean? Yeah. Somebody like Frank Halai has got like three. Yeah. And he's never going to play for the All Blacks again. It's like fair enough. And players like Nick Williams, who's 700 years old. It's like...
2: And 700 stone. This whole debacle,
4: I think, stems back to uh, like Shane Howard playing for Wales because his, you know, his grandmother was from Derby or something, wasn't it? It was. It all got a bit tenuous and a bit and a bit silly. The thing with
2: the, the thing with the Wales one though is that back then there were no rules and people genuinely did believe that their grandparents were Welsh and nobody checked. That's what happened to <laughs> that's what happened to David Hilton who played for for Bristol. Mm. He played for for Scotland for years and then when they discovered as part of this thing when they investigated that his granddad was born in London, the entire family were gutted. Because they genuinely thought they were Scottish. They were like, oh, my entire my entire <laughs> yeah. identity is... i better so, take the yeah. kilt <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: it's not just that you've lost your international eligibility, you've destroyed your entire family's sort of sense of self. Because oh, Brett well.
2: Sinkinson's granddad was from Colwyn Bay, wasn't he? That's how he qualified. And then it turns out that... he was from Rochdale.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's, there was...
4: north. it's north of here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that... Like, I think if you've got a hundred caps for the All Blacks, that should probably be the end of it, though. I think like, the old
4: these. Well, I think, you know, when they, um, I think it's nice for the for the, the South sea Island boys to go to New Zealand, make some money, play on the big stage. Mm. You know, and if there's if there's a way for them to go back then and play for their country of birth, yeah, I I, I am really got a problem with it. But there should be some, there should be something a little more cut and dry than that, maybe.
3: It's like if you've got under like ten caps, say you can do what you like you're more than welcome. Yeah, and to it cash was years that. ago that was as
2: well. That's the yeah. other thing. It was young donkeys well, years ago, yeah. and you were captain some daft tour somewhere or something like that. Yeah. Then,
3: but Marlon who literally retired <laughs> yeah. from international rugby yeah. with 105 caps, having won two World Marlonu Cups. I can't I kind
2: of, qualify. That's yeah. Ridiculous.
3: I kind of feel like his race should have been run a little bit there, but uh, anyway, yeah. that's the news. That's the news. Well, we've
2: also got Aled Davis assigned for Ospreys. Does it cheer you up any? Josh,
3: um, not really. I, <laughs> I didn't think he played well on Saturday though, so I'll take it. I mean, it's better than having like a, a hole with Reese, you know, vaguely Reese Webb shaped in the Ospreys starting fifteen like we will have next season. Otherwise, so yeah. Don't give me that,
4: that. Don't give me started on that this, the six <laughs> cap thing. What we've done to Reese Webb, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, as if anyone at the WRU, who I don't like at the best of times, wouldn't go to France to do a, an admin job for three times the cash. Utter shit houses, yeah. all of them.
2: <laughs> the WRU, by and large, shit houses. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: so, isn't it? What's it's that in Welsh? A young fellow was really good at his job. You can't go and earn money elsewhere because we want you to stay in Wales. It's ridiculous. What? What? what if the union was serious about that, why don't the union say... We'll pay you 100 grand a year on a retainer, and then your club can top up the difference. Well,
3: that's the thing. It's like he was earning like what they offered him double. What yeah, the WI in the Ospreys were prepared to, to. It's just madness. Exactly. Of course, yeah. you're not going to stay. You
4: can do that any job, haven't you? Yeah, yeah especially so at the
3: age of 29, with at best three or four years left in your career. God, exactly. in a heartbeat. I think anyway. generally,
2: any any, it was like the cricket with a 2020 thing. They had to eventually. They had to move the international season around the Indian Premier League because yeah. players were going to go anyway. Yeah. So you either actually exactly. accept the fact exactly. and deal with it, or you, know, you just piss in the wind, which is what you seem to be doing. I suppose from their point of view, they have to say, well, how else do we keep people here? But then again, I always come back to the point it's of how...
4: They, they got hangers-on, coming off their hangers-on, do <laughs> you mean? It's a state <laughs> they really paid for. they got lots of money in, in, the, in the coffers. Set aside, you know, whatever, 15 million quid, and give, and give 30 blokes half a million quid a year, and then you know, let the regions make up the difference
2: but we've said that, I've said this before I don't really know what difference it makes I don't see how Wales or Reese Webb suffer from him playing in France
4: he goes, no.
2: and, he goes and experiences something else and he's he's generally apart from that one extra internationally he's available isn't he
4: as long as you release it, you know, they need to sort something out like with the ultimate national just gone now like the, the Welsh team on Saturday was essentially almost a B team because there were so many the, you know English boys were contracted and they wouldn't release mm. it for whatever reason that needs to be sorted out by the IRB, right? There needs to be something done about that. But then, once that's done, you can't stop someone making a, a good living elsewhere. That's
3: just no. And the WIU can't stop that, to, you know, they've got to play that fourth test now because it makes them two and a half million quid a year, which is the entire pot that they've got for the national deal contracts. So it's basically like pays for all of the internationals yeah. doing one. And a million, game, uh, a
2: million of that is a pint every five minutes for everybody there, apparently, judging by the well, news obviously. I, I, was
4: definitely, I took my little boy to the Georgia game, it was his first... Uh, he's just turned eight now.
1: Hmm.
4: his first game of rugby at the stadium. And the Georgia game was all right. There was probably, it was over half full, but it was a nice, nice atmosphere, you know, a lot of families. But I was away. I was in the States for the New Zealand game. But friends of mine have went there, so it was utter, utter carnage. And then... Um, I, I love rugby. And I love a drink, right? Those two things are probably my top two things in the world.
2: <laughs> if you ever need somebody to fall back on, rugby and drinking is right away. Yeah. Is it? I mean, this comedy don't... thing doesn't work out.
4: <laughs> rugby or drinking, right? But there were people there that said that the state that people were in during the game, Right, I, I, I'd like to get a few beers, watch the game, maybe a couple more beers, and then have a proper drink after the game, right? But if you're if you're there smashed, apparently there were people peeing it, peeing and there's plenty of toilet spaces down there, people peeing not in the toilets, there were people falling asleep in a the chair, there was all sorts of stuff going on. And the WRU, again, in their wisdom, come out with this, you know, they want people to enjoy the game and drink responsibly. They're the same dipsticks, open in the stadium three or four hours before the kickoff with all the bars open it, and then wonder why people get shit-faced for a game well,
3: And also saying that everybody's got to be in the grounds. Now, exactly. you know, the security thing, like, that is, I think I went to a New Zealand game, and it it was pretty fucking chaotic to be honest. But yeah, and you know, it was fine. Five minutes in there and somebody offered me and my mate out for a fight. It was great. Um <laughs> class of standard really. But um yeah. The, now this security thing where they basically want everybody in the ground at least an hour to an hour and a half before kickoff.
4: Well the game which, before that, what was the one before the before the Georgia game? Joshua.
3: The Australia game. Yeah. My,
4: friends of mine went there and his wife had a panic attack. They were in the queue for over an hour, trying to get through the turnstiles. And
3: it was pissing it really? down as well,
2: wasn't it? Uh, and it was
4: jammed in there, right? And so by the end, they could hear the anthems, they could hear the kickoff, they knew the game had started, then people were trying to crush even, even more towards the uh, top. At which point, because they knew they, they could see it, a disaster happening, they just let everybody in. They didn't even check tickets. Except,
3: really? God. You know, so what's the... Oh, I don't know. It was better organised by the New Zealand game, but yeah. But then people are in there two hours before kickoff, and, and, else you, got and what else? And what else are you going to do? <laughs> it's literally there's nothing else to do but drink or start at least that's a fight. What I found. Yeah, at least that's what I found. <laughs> Tell
2: Mike what the bloke started a fight with you over.
3: Um, it was over uh, my lack of uh, sufficient respect to the RAF band playing a jaunty version of Uptown Funk. Apparently, <laughs> I, been, I should I should have been standing for that. Apparently, I mean. <laughs> I would have carpet-bombed the pitch, to be
4: honest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was... Well, uh, it was a, I mean, I'd
4: have had you
3: back there, Josh. I'll yeah, imagine. I mean, in fairness, everyone around us had our back as well, including this <laughs> guy's baits, who were very apologetic, but it was... Just... Right.
2: While yeah. we're, anyway, while, while, we're on, while we're on Welsh Rugby, Yes, I've had an email from uh, a guy calling himself Vegas Valley Boy.
1: Ooh. Yeah, he, says,
2: he says, hello lads, here in the US I struggle to see the rugby of my home, I'm originally from Pontypridd and since my wife died a few years back I've had a lot of spare time in between gigs and love listening to your podcast so I thought I'd send you this song about Welsh rugby, he said, oh. signed off with cheers, Tom J. don't think it could be could you? Let's find out.
1: Could it be? You want for Cuthbert to knock it off. It's not unusual for Reese Webb to have a tan But when I see Lee Happen and his head the wrong side It's not unusual to see me cry Lee's gonna die Full song, yeah. everybody
3: George North Full song
1: all
3: the time he a whole song
1: when awesome. i see him playing wow. for saints it's oh, you such a you <laughs> if you should want sanjay to be stronger than he looks it's not unusual it happens every day yeah no matter oh. what you say <laughs> you'll see him do it all the time what you want to <laughs> Why can't creative senses be mine?
2: Instrumental break, everybody. Can you believe I never, this? I never, I never,
3: I've, I've oh, listened yeah. to a lawless attack. Oh, see? That's the truth of lawless suit. Coming back yeah. in.
1: It's not on you, you want to be sad at Hallows Clan. It's far more usual to be fucking mad with Holly's plans If you should ever find that he's changed at any time It's not unusual to find him eating jelly snakes Oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Come on, baby. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Tom Jake.
2: So, well, there I mean, you go. That hello, was definitely to Tom a, Jones, everyone. I've
3: listened to a lot of Tom Jones over the years, and I've never, until now, noticed that slight sort of northern twang in his accent. I don't. I, I mean, I not know, know what he was mean. from Lee. <laughs> like,
4: I mean, that was the whole thing which I liked. I mean, it wasn't just a little a, a soup of it was the whole song. No, he, it, he's taken um, it very
2: seriously, has you know, very, Tom.
4: Very seriously. Well, I mean, hang on, top. Did you see the photograph I showed? I know that a podcast, but
2: Tom Jones. <laughs> this this really video. works. Go on, Mike.
4: This is Tom Jones
3: coaching a kid's rugby team. Oh, that is wonderful, though. Yeah,
2: Look at him in the centre there.
3: I mean, as all good Welshmen, Mike had a pictorial uh, book of Tom Jones. He basically had mind. a pictorial montage right going
2: throughout that whole time. <laughs> Which,
3: I, mean, I, I feel like I've let myself down as a Welshman to not have that to hand immediately. But, I mean, at least Mike's keeping, keeping the end up. I love Tom Jones, fair play. Right. I
4: don't, I don't like Delilah. I don't like Delilah. It's, it's right up there with uh, with Swing Low Street Chariot. Things I hate to hear. At rugby there was groups.
3: there was no
2: yeah. way that the Tom Jones that recorded that was hitting the top notes of Delilah. Let me I, tell you. I, I,
3: I was I was impressed that Tom, yeah, for a man of his age, was still hitting those big notes. You know, <laughs> I know I know he backed out towards the end. But, yeah, he didn't yeah.
2: fancy that big one, no. did he? Did did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: Got to know your limits.
2: You got to know where you are in this world. Right then, let's talk about what we learned from the weekend.
3: Yes, um, I learned that well. South Africa was better than last year, but not. That's not really saying a lot, is it? Yeah. I mean, South last really, year, last I year was not very good. Really I mean, not. not. Yeah, it was like last year was like a game between two shit teams with zero inspiration between them and no quality to speak of. And this year was a game between two very mediocre teams.
4: The a... first half, Wales played all right. I think first half was okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they did, but I don't well, know what South they in. Their back three was non-existent. They didn't seem to play like a team. There was no, there was no structure. There was no. I mean, they had a good scrum, but we had a weak scrum. But I mean, oh, I but even the ups, I mean, just simple stuff like lineups were poor.
2: How bad must oh. South Africa be to lose a game when that scrum of theirs was doing that to the Welsh scrum?
3: Yeah.
4: caving us in every scrum. Oh, yeah. horrendous.
3: Well, it's looked like there's what there was like what. Scott Andrews played 80 minutes of Test Rugby on the weekend. Mm.
2: Scott Andrews, Test Rugby, that's worth repeating. Well,
3: yeah, but Scott Andrews is a man who... Sorry, mate, go on. He he left Cardiff this season because he is unable to unseat a 40-year-old Tau Felice as the first-choice tight at a Cardiff. And yet he played 80 minutes of Test Rugby against the Springboks this weekend. It's mad.
4: My next-door neighbour... Lovely old man called Vic, who's in his 70s, but he, he was involved with Adrian Rugby for Wales um, mm. back in the day. And as soon as that last selection was made, he said he couldn't, he hasn't been able to scrimmage since the age of like 16. He said, <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's always got caned in the front row. He said he's, he's good on the park, he said, but he will get demolished in the front row. And well, I said, yeah. well, and that's what happened. And it so he knows that, and he's a 73 year old retired man. <laughs> <laughs> Spends his time gardening. I wonder what the hell
3: is Gatland doing? Well, it's like, who, in fairness to Gatland, who well, the hell else are you going to pick? That's the terrifying thing. A well, yeah. Tom Jones, some, somebody Jones. who's a big lad who can push. Tom Jones. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bit of time in his hands now, his wife dies oh, in been, between games.
3: And also, Tom's kind of got the sort of foliage and jewellery of a 1970s Welsh front row forward. So I would be. I think he'd fit right in. <laughs> Mike's Especially showing his foliage now. <laughs> right, so that was a. So what is, one, is that's that? One? Your way of putting your hand up for contention? I was saying, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a job. I'm, hey, the phone, the phone's always the phone. My phone's
4: on. The phone's on. <laughs> I was a back row player though, but that wasn't, you know, nearly five stone ago, man.
2: Well, you, can, you can make the move, can't you?
4: Yeah, yeah easy.
3: Well, Gethin was a was a back row player, went at the front row. You Gethin can play, play anywhere, anywhere. True. Fly off, centre. True. Ah. Oh.
2: What I learned is that Wales are still poorly coached. It was covered up, I think, a bit at the weekend by the fact that to be fair to Hallam Amos, he does actually have a brain.
3: That because was a th- because when yeah. he breaks the
2: line, yeah. he actually does know what to do with the ball and doesn't completely shit himself, which helps. That was
3: one of the one of the bright sights of this whole autumn has been that Hallam Amos is clearly intelligent. Like he's one of the few Welsh wingers that, as you say, breaks the line and then doesn't just throw the ball at his own face.
4: And why is he going to get a decent shout now? He should have been you know, he should he should be cap- I've had two solid seasons of international Rugby by now,
3: you know? Hmm. He had that horror tour in New Zealand whenever it was last year, yeah. where in fairness he did get badly yeah. shown up on defence. But, no, he, unlike a lot of players who come in for Wales, have a torrid time of it and then go out the system, he's actually come back and worked on his game properly and he's yeah a lot better player than he was a year ago I think I have a lot better than some of the alternatives as well yeah
2: <sighs> yeah. yeah Hadley Parks was well he was revelatory in that he just catches Put the ball and, he catches the ball and straightens his run but that yeah, seems he, like it's a genius thing to do these days when he people drift across the field like, all the
3: time yeah he instantly looks like a Gatlin 12 doesn't he like he's big enough to break the line but he's got a decent burst and he's intelligent and he can pass. He plays his
4: header, doesn't he? He's, he's always looking. You know? Yeah. Every time he makes a line break, he's not hes not sort of happy with making two metres and that's thats the end of it. No. He's trying to make stuff happen after that as well. Yeah. and It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not hard, I, is it? I, you, no, what, it should you, you can tell within like a second. I watch a game and think, my, my little boy will watch you with me. I said, here we go. You can see a flat ball, you know, an inside center come onto it at a pace, break the game line and you think something's oh. going to happen here now. It's, it's yeah. not rugby's not a difficult game to, to play <laughs> no, <laughs> no we were Spike
3: saying exactly the same thing last
4: week
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was times I mean, to be honest with you on the weekend it kind of felt like the bad old days for Wales I mean we won the game but it was like it felt like a weird throwback to those days when the Southern Hemisphere teams would come up and we would get absolutely humiliated up front and in the set piece and they'd beat the shit out of us and the scrum was a joke and every maul looked like it was going to be a penalty and like say what you like about Gatland's Wales over the last eight years but that's rarely been the case for a while like we've always th- matched th- them physically and we just got absolutely mullered by them and it's a miracle we won to be honest
4: well I was asking a mate of mine who's the, who's the Ospreys i mentioned before he's the attack coach with Ospreys what the, what the ruck law was because you know, two or three weeks ago, these days, how much has it changed? Or <laughs> the application yeah. changed. We never seem to counter ruck these days, it never happens. People just back off. Mm. And what they did on Saturday, where well, South Africa is took us to the cleaners, the, the counter rucking. Yeah, how many times did we go in with the ball and they just rucked us off our own ball? And you never see anymore. I thought, yes. well, you think after the, f- the first twice that happened, there would have been a change in the game plan.
3: There was no set. That's the, the the problem that we had on the weekend. Though was this that back row, Allister sides. It's just, it's not test like. There's no proper test number seven on there. And Josh Nuvigi, he's hardworking. I really like him. But and he had a game of his life against the All Blacks. But. He got showing up at the
4: end. Josh. I mean, he had a good game against the All Blacks from what I saw of it. I was watching on my phone in a pub in Pittsburgh. But you know I mean,
3: <laughs> that is the ideal way to watch it. <laughs>
4: when Jerry Guscott's saying he's he's in his all
3: autumn international 15, mm. um, what's he watching? <laughs> what is he watching? Well, he has he has you know if he gets into space, he can you know he's a quick, skillful lad, and he's he's quite he can truck it up a bit as well, but. You know, that, that try that Warwick Gallant scored on the week of the South, first South Africa try, that was him just missing a fairly regulation tackle in midfield yeah. and letting him run past him. And yeah. Sam Warburton's not going to do that. Justin Tipperick's Tipperick. not going to do that either.
4: Tipperick. Why, why, why is Tipperick injured?
3: Why, why, he, why wasn't well, he in the Tipperick, I'm sorry, in the, like, seven seconds that he played in that All Blacks game, he managed to injure himself, which is brilliant. But, like, yeah, Sam, you know, Navidi is Wales' seventh best uh Seven. Open side, and that's how badly our seven reserves were stretched this autumn. And fair play to to Navidi, he played well, but it showed particular more than any other game I think that we've had. Our lack of some quality in the back row was really shown up by that South Africa back row. They were very, I thought they were very good to be honest. As they were, they were, they were, the they they were probably oh, the really... best thing about the team. Yeah, yeah. But you got a
4: front row or a front five that. Dominate like that and, and make the scrum go where they wanted to go, when they wanted to go. I mean, that yeah. helps their back row and their, their nine immensely, doesn't it? You know, we we were absolutely mullered in the scrums all game.
3: And the line-out as well, which has been going relatively well on the whole. It just,
4: Do you it know just, what I thought? I thought that was so poorly officiated. If you, I mean, I know line-outs these days.
3: Yeah, it's I, a free-for-all,
4: yeah. Oh. I mean, it was literally two meters off off the off the center line a couple of times, and especially those short i don't, think they,
2: I don't think they even bother with that anymore It's like they don 't bother with forward passes they've just given up that put into scrums throwing to line outs and, and forward passes they're almost just not even bothering with anymore
4: the scrum the front ball of the scrum they did a couple of quick five meter throws to the, to the to the front jumper or the front the front man of the line i mean it, it wasn't it was no it was five or six feet off the center line it was ridiculous. In which case, why bother, you know, just say, have the ball. Do it do rugby league style and say, there's the ball.
3: Play- well, rugby. that's the way we're heading, unfortunately, isn't it? Is that, you know, if they can keep not really bothering to enforce these things, eventually it is just going to be like, I mean, it is supposed to be a way of restarting play, I suppose, but I think the thing it does about- take a bit,
2: yeah,
3: it just takes a bit of the competitiveness out of it to just make it you know, relatively uncontested.
2: To bring it back to sort of where Wales are now, it's hard to know, really, because I think they look better in parts. But the thing is, I come back to my point, I don't think it's anything to do with the coaching. They look better in parts, because Amos looks good when he breaks the line, and Hadley Parks looked quite handy, and Owen Williams looked all right, because they're slightly better ball players at 12. But there doesn't seem to still be anything you can hang your hat on, in terms of what they're trying to do. And Jeremy, and uh, Jiffy said, on Scrum 5 at the weekend, you know, these coaches having to learn... How to do this on the job while they're doing it. It's just well how can that be the fucking case?
3: Well, it's also, unbelievable. They they have to do a job once every three or four like what has Rob, Howley, Gatland, and Edwards been doing since June you, Josh, you are gonna get angry. <laughs> It's like they've gotten, you know, they they have to work for a grand total of like I know it's a fucking hard job, and I wouldn't say that it isn't, but they've only got to work for like ten weeks a year. The rest of the time, they could just be doing stuff.
2: The rest of the time, like, Warren's on the phone to Bryn, crying.
3: Yeah, oh, bless him.
4: Oh, yeah. I don't I mean? I I never see Howley look anything other than completely shell shocked. Whenever you see him, <laughs> though, I explained to a mate of mine the other day. You know, being a a Wales rugby fan, I'm always excited when they win. But I'm equally surprised. I mean, isn't this never oh, yeah. I that's don't expect it to be anybody. I, I did not expect this to beat Georgia. I don't certainly don't expect this to to win games in the Six Nations. You know, it's it's oh, it's, it's a lovely surprise when it happens. And, yeah. and sometimes yeah. we, we string together two or three of them, or maybe four or five. But I mean, after, it's it's never it's never like
3: um, I st- yeah we come in from a base level yeah. of this is we're gonna lose this.
2: Maybe that's why Howley the...
3: looks so surprised
2: all the time because he doesn't expect maybe. it to happen yeah. either.
3: Yeah, maybe.
4: I think that's why we enjoy it so much when we win things like championships and grand slams. It's utterly utterly unexpected.
2: <laughs> Howley always looks well, like is. he's just like his old bangers just started against all odds. You know, like it's a cold winter's morning and he turns a key. He goes, Ooh, oh. look, it started. Oh. <laughs> and then you
4: got Robbie McBride doing the forwards. I mean, I like Robbie McBride, but come on. There's a fella who, I don't know, he wasn't renowned for his line up play. He wasn't always thrown in or, or anything else or his, you know. Set pieces. I don't think
3: Um that was the thing with Robin McBride. Like he was like, it's not always a case that the best players are the best coaches. Don't get me wrong, but like, what's the one noteworthy thing
2: that everyone knows about Robin McBride? Interestingly, it's nothing to do with rugby, is it? He what won is Wales. It? He won Wales Strongest Man.
3: He did. That is true. Yes,
2: and that's what people always mention. It's like it? when they
4: just say about well, Tom Sheridan for England, you know, what, what, how much you get bench press. Oh, Andrew yeah. Sheridan.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Andrew. Yeah.
4: Sher- the all, all they ever mentioned was how much you could bench press,
2: and that one well, World Cup game against absolutely Australia. Yeah.
3: In game
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. we could talk about Wales for about an hour, no doubt. Yeah, uh, so, we probably already have. Yeah, we've already talked um, about the Springboks, and I learned the fact that their fullback was basically like a sort of cartwheeling giraffe.
3: Yes, t- their entire back three. Let's be honest. Yeah, they, they didn't know where each other were. You'd see, like, if, if the winger came up. The fullback
4: would come up. There was, there was there was no sort of communication with that back three whatsoever. They had a serious spatial
2: they... awareness problem with the ball as well. No yes. idea how the hands just... and the ball are related uh, when they come well, in.
3: Do you remember that the winger um, Warwick Gallant got famously kicked, the arse, yeah, yeah. famously kicked? Yes, famously kicked. Was it Jan Serfontaine kicked him up the arse with the ball? <laughs> In a yes. Super Rugby game, when he was <laughs> trying to do a clearance, because
2: Galland squatted down in front yeah. of him, didn't he? Squatted so down he, in front of him, but not nearly enough. Properly from like point blank rage up his hoop, basically.
3: I didn't <laughs> see that. <laughs> it was <a> <laughs> I was watching, ago. watching it, that shortly. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> but therein lies, the, you know, communication is not his strong suit clearly, and judging by What's every time strong? a high ball came anywhere near him well
2: how was he supposed to communicate that don't kick the ball straight up my ass. Let's. Be... well I mean just <laughs> get out of the way to... yeah I
3: yeah rage, I mean he did a lot to be fair to Warwick he did a lot of getting out of the way on Saturday <laughs> afternoon <laughs> yes, i.e. Anytime, anytime anyone came anywhere near him and he didn't have the ball in his hands he was definitely getting out of the way
2: not interested the, the, the Javier Garbajosa <laughs> defence not interested <laughs>
3: can't in,
4: can no, win the not. poor fella can he
3: no <laughs> <laughs> Um, other things I learned unrelated to Wales South Africa, um, yeah. I learned that the race is on to see which insane big checkbooked club owner is gonna regret signing Quake Cooper this time next year.
2: Oh yeah, he's been like Brad Thorne said enough of your shit, fuck off. Yes.
3: <laughs> which is the most which is the most Brad Thorne thing. That is peak Brad Thorne. He's taken one look at Quake <laughs> Cooper and gone. Yeah. Not Not likely, mate. Yeah. Shouldn't have thought so.
2: Somebody somebody um, wrote something for the pod today, for the for the blog today, Mel, and he said one of the reasons why is that he's probably asked Quaid to defend his own channel. <laughs> and Quaid, oh, well, and Quaid's gone, oh fuck that's no yeah. chance. <laughs>
4: there's a fella, like I'm a big NFL fan, who would be absolutely cut out to be just an offensive player. Yes. You know what I mean, bring Quaid Cooper on.
3: Yeah. Just, uh, a sort of...
4: just do your little jinx and you throw the ball behind your back and fart <laughs> around with it, you know.
3: <laughs> but who's gonna sign him? I mean smart money's Japan, but tell me this doesn't have Steve Diamond written all, all over it. <laughs> Steve Diamond and his clown car farce at sale. Or Murabu Jalal at Toulon again.
2: Can you imagine Mike Forshaw's face when he brings him in?
3: I've signed yes. him. Look, I've signed Great Cooper for you, Mike. <laughs> Good luck, <Max. laughs> oh. Mike
2: Forshaw for fuck's sake.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him go to Connacht. Because can you imagine him trying his fucking mad sidestepping <laughs> shit? With a 30-mile-an-hour wind in his face at the sports ground. Yeah, try what your fancy shit. How old is he now? Is he he's be
4: 32, late is he?
3: Say, is
4: he 30-odd?
3: Let's find out. Are you so he's, are you Googling or am he's, I? He's only 29. Wowee. He has been around forever. Did he get caught
2: burglaring once? Probably. <laughs> Sorry, allegedly. That's I don't a, know if that's true com- or
3: not. Let's just commit a libel <laughs> and move a, on.
2: Yeah, he's a burglar. <laughs> like, Let's leave it at that. Well,
4: speaking of age, lads, I'll go off topic and I'm back to Wales slowly. Yes. Um and I'll hit the last rugby for a second. I watched the um the
3: Dragons game on the weekend. Oh yes. Yeah,
4: yes, yes. Gavin
3: Henson an absolute browner of a game. He best genuinely at the moment, best ten in Wales. I think so. I say he is, saying... it's the like what what happens when he's like fit and has a run of games? Even his, though he's 32, uh, his he is, of the
4: hand was immense. Uh, oh, his game management was brilliant. I thought. I thought they were so unlucky to lose that game on, on the week uh, to draw that yeah. game. Yeah, deserve to win that. The Dragons. They played some great rugby, but he was just martial on that. He played fantastic. I thought. Yeah.
3: And you look at them going. You know, they are genuinely for all of the sort of things that's happened there in the last couple of years. They are going places now. Well, know, they're
4: they a, signed... they got, apart from him, obviously. But I mean, they're they're a young side, but. And they are doing that with no money. They've got no real money there. The crowds are coming back now, thank God. But I mean yeah.
3: But look at who they've signed now. They've got, you know, they've signed Ross Moriarty. That's yeah. absolute box office. They've got Jordan Williams and Roger Davis from Bristol, both excellent players. Ashton Hewitt, Tyler Morgan, Jack Dixon, all excellent. Leon Brown played for Wales, as did Cory yeah. Hill. And they're probably gonna get George North as well. And I tell you what, that is a fucking That's... banging team. Yeah,
2: Cory Hill's quite um Quite, I was really impressed. Quietly, been quite impressive, it. actually, I
3: think. He yeah. likes, he's, likes to get into it, doesn't he? Which is here's kind thing, of what you want.
2: Here's the thing about Henson, because me and Mike had a bit of a thing on Twitter the night about how old he is, and, and Mike's just you know, making a point about wanting to ignore that. But, <laughs> but when you think about it, actually, the amount of time he spent out of the game or moving between oh, clubs and not getting much games, he's probably quite a young 35 in terms of games, isn't he?
3: Yeah, but well, I think he thinking, did
2: start early. You can tell I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm speaking as a thinker. You, you can tell, but basically, I'm trying to work it through. Yeah,
3: yeah. really. Basically, he left the Ospreys in 2009-ish, thereabouts. Correct, Yes. Yeah. And he didn't really start playing consistently again until he started playing for London Welsh in 2012. Like he had a bit. Of, he had a couple of games. The, he had eight games for the Blues. He had. No, actually, looking at it, appearances. I'm, I'm on his Wikipedia page yeah. between 2009 and 2013. He played a grand total of blah, 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 blah. About 15 games. 20, 17. 21 games.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean, see.
3: So he's basically written off, like, effectively the prime of his career. Let's not beat around the bush. But, yeah, you know, three well, or I four think years think of his career.
4: Like I was, I was chatting the other day about it with you on t- on Twitter. I sent that link of sort of over 35 players at the World Cup. But like, like, like you're both saying there... It, you miss that punishment. You miss that yeah. punishment in you know week in week out. And he's always looked after himself, Kevin, as well. He's always been in good physical nick. He's always been a bit of a gym rat. He's always, all right. He likes to yeah. drink. I mean, he's always. He looks the part. You know, he, he's always trained well. So if he if, and he stayed because he hasn't played, he stayed injury free apart from a couple of scraps in pubs or whatever, you know. But I mean, <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: yeah, he looks also- like he's, he's a thirty-five-year-old man that looks, you know. 29 he doesn't look
3: like yeah a definitely and when you look when you, you know he's and he's still like for all of the talk about his lack of discipline off the field which you know obviously is well documented he is a ridiculously professional player on the field like he still does that thing apparently of he brings his own he prepares his own meals ahead of dragon's training because he doesn't trust anybody else to sort of monitor his is you know nutritional intake, and he drives from camper van to training and makes his own food in a little fucking mini kitchen in the back of a camper van. Because he's still obsessed about about it. And he's always done that. And he could play until he's 40. Because it's not like he said he's got any pace to lose because he's never been quick.
4: He made that one line break on on the other night, didn't he? And and even the commentators and mates were giggling. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's never <laughs> He's been. took a long way away that trial, didn't it? But I mean, <laughs> the break was lovely, and the, and the pass was great. So
3: yeah, and that's all he needs to do now is he needs to make the break and then put somebody else through, which is what he can do. And... Apart from
2: Bowden Barrett, how many tens actually do <clears throat> make breaks and speed off? And they don't, well, exactly. Do they? How many pivots yeah. around the world actually play like Barrett? Very few. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, so you have, you have, it's never going to happen, there. though. It's nice to talk about it, but it's never ever going to happen. He's not going to play for Wales again. But it'd be oh, nice God, to think no. about it.
3: But I if, don't know though. Do you think I I'd like to? I think I, I'd I'd just start now. a campaign for Gavin. <laughs> Gavin for Wales, twenty nineteen. You can update it
2: for... at bobbins dot com in the summer when you go back and update it. <laughs> yeah, <and update>. yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, I I think if nothing else, I think. The Dragons have got their ten for the next two or three years while they start to rebuild themselves properly. I'm going to go down and see a few games.
4: there's only sort of eight miles away from me, and I've had enough of watching the Blues, so.
3: <laughs> Don't <fucking tell> me. <laughs> well, that's, just... yeah, and I think I know a couple of people who've gone. Oh, I'm going down and watch the Dragons because all of a sudden they've got some of the most exciting talent in Wales, and they're playing some of the best rugby in Wales. And it doesn't, and, and, it, it, and, and it doesn't. And it rugby plays like... an old school
4: ground as well. It's great down there. I love it. Yeah. It doesn't look now,
3: like a
2: boating it, lake anymore, which is handy. It, there
3: is that, exactly. Yeah, you can go to it between November and February and you won't have to bring your bathers. <laughs> so,
2: Yes, Newport Lido. Yeah. Yeah, a drink. Yeah, so fair due them. What else have we learned from the weekend? I learned that, uh, to dip into the premiership for a minute. Vincent Cock, the prop for Saracens, runs mm. better lines than probably every single back I've seen.
3: Every single line, week, he, he
2: runs he his... And, and so did that number eight car for Wasp. Beautiful line
3: yeah,
2: off the wing. And uh, we spoke Where about Where are that they being quite,
3: taught this that our well, lads are
2: Well, and the backs aren't being taught it. No. The angles that backs cut are generally abysmal because they're all doing that block <laughs> running and drifting across the field and passing behind the man and all that shit. No, like Mike said before, just cut the line on a flat pass and believe me, that works. Bad
4: thing,
2: yeah. Well, Speaking the thing
4: of was, stats, you, you alluded, alluded to it then. You watch it; it's so bloody regimented now. There's two dummy runners. No one thinks for a one fucking second they're going to get the ball, right? You're just putting the ball beyond the two dummy runners. It's always the same thing. It wouldn't hurt once in a while for a back row player, like in the old days, to stand behind ten and come out of that flat ball at a bit of pace. You know, really make people make a tackle, be mm. abrasive. You know, take a ball forward. Those two dummy runners jogging past there, reading the paper. That's <laughs> the one thing supposed to achieve.
2: When I was at university, we played rugby league. I would dummy. We used to signal our dummy runners by shouting calling for the ball by shouting, oranges. yeah. But the thing is, it was within two <laughs> seconds that the opposition, you know, you go, oranges! And you come running through. And so people go, yeah, we figured that one out
3: now, mate. We know you're not getting the ball. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's more advanced at test level. or if it's just... not. No, it's probably not. Speaking of Saracens, actually, they are in a proper rut now. Which is quite exciting. Five the today or yeah,
2: yeah, three
3: in the league, five overall. Like that's the most games they've lost in one Two in, in the Anglo-Welsh since...
2: Cup, which doesn't count. I oh say yeah,
3: that. but still, that's the most games. Was. That's the most games they've lost in one stretch since 2008.
2: God,
4: is is that name long? Saturday, yeah. Uh, God, Brian Davis from Barry, a made of mine. And he was captain at the Sarries before when the game was Salameter. Mm. I think he, I think he captained under the the Euro went professional. He was captain. And he just got a phone call. He went from being captain to being dropped. <laughs> within like two minutes. Yeah.
2: Well, for years they won nothing, did they? They won the Talley Bickett Bitter Cup in 1997, did they, or something? And that was the only thing they won? And it's, well,
3: hard it's, was... to, it's hard to sort of really kind of reconcile that Saracens, where they were watched by about 15 people and a dog. And a bloke called
2: Brian Davis was the the, scrum-off. Brian Davis,
3: (laughs) yeah. And and now they're... He's
4: shit, get him off!
3: (laughs) (laughs) But now they're this just, you know, relentless fucking soul-crushing Well, Usually they're that, anyway. I'm quite enjoying them losing. And they lost with all their internationals as well. It was great.
2: Well, apart from Exeter, everyone's been rubbish, haven't they?
3: Yeah. Or different variations uh, of rubbish. I
4: mentioned before, I think I probably bored you with it. That's my old club, Exeter. When I did my... Teacher trainer down at St Luke's. I was the strength coach for Exeter Chiefs when well, they were. Okay. They became the Chiefs that season. So made to my garage, John, who's now in the WIU, got me the got me a job down with Exeter Chiefs. They gave me a car and all that sort of stuff. It was quite nice. I was just a student, so it was really nice. But then um, Rob Baxter was the captain then. He was he was the second row. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my, one of my claims to fame is I made Rob Baxter cry doing squats once.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that's possible. Photos, it never happened. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a, I'm so chuffed, Rex, because it's such a good club. Rob's a top man, you know, and they've Is always done things the right England, way down there. I really like the England way. coach next, surely. Oh, Gosh. he's a he's, he's a top top bloke, you know, and they're doing so well.
3: If
2: only <laughs> it wasn't for the fucking mascot, eh? We could all be really happy for him. <laughs> yeah,
4: well, I, I was there when they, when they had the meeting about changing the name to the Chiefs. Yeah. I went to the meeting because sort of all the sort of staff went <laughs> to this meeting, and there was a big press launch. And they brought the sort of Washington Redskins logo out, you know, to call it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, you know. Not going to age well. Yeah, and, well, yeah. we, we and can't
2: go. Has... We cannot go into that down that rabbit hole no, again. We've no, been there so we've often.
4: Been so many times, and everyone's man. heard it. So that's yeah, well, I'm, chuff, mis- I'm chuff for X's. Oh, I'm chuff
3: for Rob. So I'm pleased
2: know. them as a club. To be fair, the fact I've met, it's I went to the hard Premiership hard. final. I spoke to the fans, yeah. and a great bunch of people, you know, but.
3: Yeah, and it's it's a bit of proper sporting success for that part of the world, and they're world, profitable as well. Ever, they're like a proper yeah. model of a club. They've always been in the black. They've always operated in the black. That's like yeah, a they're, shopping they're, shopping. they're the only club in the prem, aside from maybe one other, Newcastle, maybe that aren't pissing money down the drain <laughs> every fucking year. So fair play to them. Well,
2: that's what I learned this weekend.
3: Regard.
2: You know, you you know, David Wade can't defend.
3: Yes. Right.
2: But then Christian Wade, sorry.
3: I was going to say... Oh, so David, 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 David Wade? Is too, he a darts I too, player?
4: That's why he didn't say anything. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he lost the pod and say nothing. Yeah, Christian Wade, gonna, can't defend,
2: gonna, right? yeah, Wade can't defend, right? David Wade can't defend
4: either. Christian Wade is rubbish at rugby, yeah?
2: yeah. yeah. David, <laughs> David Wade can't cover his 19. His cover is terrible. And Christian Wade <laughs> is um, a <laughs> terrible defender. But you know, sometimes it gets brought into sharp relief. Did you see the try that Holmes scored for Leicester where he went Let's past see. him and Christian Wade had a go at him four times? I didn't get him until the Holmes handed him off again. And then Christian Way did that brilliant kind of running, stumbling, falling flat on your face thing as yeah, Holmes just jogged like in to make a try.
3: To make it look like you've really tried your hardest, you fling yourself to the ground and roll around a little bit. <laughs> then, so the, then pretend, then pretend you know, to be injured gave, and get a physio yeah, on. You give your absolute best efforts. You, pull, you pop the hammy trying to get him. But
2: but yeah, it's, you know, people have to say, why is he, he is playing bad. for England and stuff? But he's, that
3: is why. It's that is really because exactly you know,
2: you, ta- you talk about talents like Shane Williams, but Shane did enough in defense, he wasn't great, oh, but yeah. he did enough. Christian yeah. Wade really doesn't do enough. Shane
4: used <laughs> use his head, I mean, his mean, top two inches, yeah, yes. as opposed, Sheff-
2: as Sheff- opposed Sheff- to literally he- using his head like Lee Alpeny, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> although his top two inches was, was most of his height as well. Which, was <laughs> yes, most of that was hair at a lot of points in his career as well. Let's face it, so.
2: did you learn anything else, Josh?
3: Um, I learned that Tim Nally williams signing for Claremont shouldn't be allowed because, come on, are they not good enough already? Do they need that fucking guy in there as well? Yeah, but Seriously. just
2: think about who's going to be throwing the ball to him. Well, Greg Laidlaw.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he will be really bored. He He's will. coming from the Chiefs, which play possibly <laughs> the most high-tempo rugby in the world, to having Greg Laidlaw sort of mail it to him via third class. Yeah. Bless him.
2: Obscene. What else to learn this weekend. Lime Green is Northampton's crib tonight. You know they can't win in their Lime Green horrific away yes. shirt. Yes. Well, they played against Newcastle who got Lime Green in their shirt and were shit and lost again. Wow. So I think any time, I've worked out it, it's any time they're near Lime Green, it, it doesn't is, go They
4: well. just don't like it. Wow. It's a weird What's thing to that, have in a rugby team or football team playing green
3: anyway. I'm daft, isn't it? I've often thought that. But, but with yeah, a but It is silly to play oh, in green yeah, there was. A, who was it? I think it was one of the uh, New Zealand Super Rugby teams had an all green uh, kit last year, an away kit, and it was genuinely impossible to see them a lot <laughs> of the time. It was yeah, that's yeah. was. yeah, it was like one of
2: those magic eye paintings from the nineties. It's like let your eyes drift out of focus until they all appear. Out there, out there.
3: Basically, yes.
2: What else have we learned for a weekend? A week is a long time in rugby, of your Byron McGuigan.
3: Yes, that it went didn't... from
2: being a Scottish superhero last-minute call-up last week to being red-carded for two yeah. yellow cards actually this weekend. Yeah,
3: which is an, a proper curate's egg as far as rugby's concerned. How often do you get two yellows?
2: Yeah, it's, you don't. You really don't hear that. Really you that don't. Usually time.
3: you get one and you fucking behave yourself.
2: Not if you're Barry McGuigan. What about the
4: straight? What about the straight red for um for Lisa in, the, in the Blues game? Have we, have we seen that?
3: I yeah, seen that. I I guess I sort of was <laughs> like controversial. Yeah, I understood the controversy, but it's kind of like if you. The thing that annoys me about that is that if there are no definitive TV. Like, he went to the TV replay and there is nothing definitive on that TV replay. However, it does kind of look like from where Nigel's standing,
4: yeah.
3: that he could see that he kind of dipped the shoulder in the head area, which is red these days.
4: Well, instantly. I think, yeah, I think I mean, Nigel's hands are tied because of the law, you know, but I'm. Um... I was out a chat with my elderly neighbour again, Then, <laughs> the <other. laughs>
0: what,
2: what did Reg say about it? What did Vic say about it? Vic.
4: Vic. Vic was there. Uh, what did he just, just say? By the letter of the law, Nigel did what he, what he, what he should do. But we, we yeah. both said you've got to have a little bit of... I'm, 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 and he's a, he's a great referee, Nigel. I'm not knocking it for that. He's, he's probably the best in the world. But, I mean, just a little bit of common sense. Like, when they I, I, we talked about when Sam Warburton got the red card in the World Cup. I mean, by the letter of the law... That was a red card offence, but it wasn't. Yeah. If you had any common sense at all, that wasn't a red card offence. And I think from what I've heard and what I've seen of the Fleasick thing, it was the same thing. Yes, technically it was a red, but it wasn't a red, if you know what I mean.
2: But it's almost like a pointless, it's like a moot point because you know they're going to be reds. The fact we don't want them to be reds, really, it's, the responsibility it's is the, on the player it, to say, well, it, you need to not do it because you know what's going to happen. And I think you can it's say it through in the game. it has been a fact.
3: playing for like 25 years. He's forty years old. You can't expect a man to change his tackling techniques now. <laughs> Jesus. Good point. Good point.
2: Good point. What else did we learn? This we get. So, speaking of red cards, and some red cards are really not very difficult to give at all. Did you see David Pace for London Irish?
3: Yeah, that was a bit obvious, wasn't it? That, that's what
2: happened? Uh, he was off the ball, and he ran full tilt, and <laughs> basically did a flying shoulder into somebody's head. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> off the ball. It was. Yellow. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he, he, he ran just a defense. bit of a ticking
2: off that boys will be boys
4: Clive <laughs> Norman would have said come here sunshine <laughs> 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 one of that from you you'd be having an early bath
3: uh, yeah t- speaking I mean, about I mean, Welsh it's refs though is, was, the well, best part is that David Pace was captain for the day so uh, <laughs> yeah. that, well nothing says captaincy
2: kept... like you know maiming an opponent to getting red carded that's what it's all yeah. about in the old days that they would be applauded should.
3: Exactly, was over it, the top, it, let's, let's go. It
2: wasn't, it, was it even late in the game? I don't think it was, was it? No, it was fairly early on. That oh, was, they played 14 men for quite a significant chunk of the game. And, you know, and the London Irish, you've got enough problems to start
3: with. I was going to say, <laughs> that's what you need when you're absolutely you're rooted to the bottom of the premiership, isn't it?
2: Speaking of Welsh refs today, it makes me think, it's funny, isn't it, when Nigel has a slightly bad game, how people then immediately transfer to slagging him off for appearing on television sometimes.
3: Yes, it's It's, it's like...
2: just under the surface, isn't it? When he makes one bamboo oh, yeah, because he's a fucking seamless celebrity on the telly all the time. That's why he's like, no, he just, yeah, he just made a call you don't agree he... with, mate. Yeah.
3: That's why he missed that late hit. Yeah, it's because he was filming Jonathan last night.
2: <laughs> it's because he was see... mind drifting when he thought of a really good punchline in Welsh, just as that <laughs> went flying in
3: there. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. Well, but... No, but, you know, It's, an... just it's not... It's different yeah. because he's, he's on TV seven days a week, so, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, we basically know more about him than we know about most of our close friends and family. BBC so, Wales yeah.
2: will make anything if it's related to Welsh somehow, won't it? I've got yeah. this. Pro- I've got this idea not- for a program. It's about like a beach ball bouncing around a room. That sounds shit. It's a Welsh beach ball. All oh, right, fair enough. Do you want a, do you want a, do you want a series?
4: <laughs> we have two, we have two series of six episodes, of Christmas. <laughs> 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 I wish it was that easy, you cheeky man. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'm just that bad. I don't know. Maybe, you, maybe you should try the beach ball.
2: Yeah, idea. The, you can have that beach ball idea if you want. I it.
4: Thanks, man. I that. I'll, it I'll write it up, up tonight. There's nothing else. The funny thing about Nigel, um, I watched a, I did a, a, a radio show. There's a woman called Larry Sean, who, who Josh I know, who does a radio Wales show. Also does the Jonathan Show on Welsh Language on S4C. And they told me when I, I, I might get this wrong, but I think Nigel Owens originally came out on. The Jonathan Show.
2: Yeah, in a cupboard. Really? He literally took. Yeah. He opened a and cupboard. Just,
4: just he just thought it come the out of closet. the closet. That, see? No, no one got it. It's like a Welsh. Like everyone watches S.Y.C. is a file when I goes to church.
1: <laughs> no one got it. it. Then it to yet to come out again.
3: <laughs> why yeah. did you?
4: explicit the second time? I have sex with men.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How can I make this clearer? No. Becken. Voice Becken very uh, anyway
2: uh, yes. is that all we've learned for the weekend that, yes, we're, good? we're all over the shop aren't we good,
0: good.
2: right then let's have a look at hadley parks got me to thinking right no welsh rugby players should be called hadley parks because welsh players should be called things like terry yes. or jonathan or at uh, a push avion yes everywhere you, you go you... you meet a welsh bloke called terry have you noticed that when you go on holiday. Oh, I always meet well. I should take
4: a mick of this and say that the, the two, if you you know like a pope has always got a papal name and his real name? Yes. I say the people in Cardiff should either be called Terry or Tony is one of their names, because <laughs> they always are. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of them, oh, oh, all well, right, Terry, all right, Tony, I'll go, mate,
2: Oh Well, you know Terry, do you? Yeah, yeah, I, do. Yeah, I know Terry, yeah.
4: I, I trained in a gym, I just train at a gym in, in a place called Ely in Cardiff, right, and I and, met and oh, a fellow Ely's a lovely Tony. place. <laughs> <laughs> called, Tony, yeah, <laughs> called Tony Crocker an old rugby player, and I, I started chatting about rugby, and I introduced myself, and at the end of it, he said, anyway, hey, take care, Terry. I said, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So the next time I came to the gym, he, he called me Terry for like two months. Like, and he, but he shot across the whole gym, I knew people in there. Terry, all right, mate? Oh, Terry, all right, yeah. All right, yeah, it's right. <laughs> I was playing for the Wanderers at the time, the the Wanderers. Um, um, I, I think he thought I was full of shit, because he said, you, did you play on Saturday? Did you Terry?" I said, yeah, yeah, mate. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> and he said Cause you you were not in the program <laughs> which I was great
2: I had a similar thing at work where it was this bloke who I kind of knew through working with the organisation who every time he saw me he called me Patrick I'd go alright Gary he go alright <laughs> hey, Patrick i go alright as I walked past him. And then we were in a meeting, and, he, and I said, I'm Lee Calvert, blah, 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 And after the meeting, he went, hey, why do not you tell me you were called Lee, not Patrick? I said, it's all right, because we were always past each other. He said, fine. I walked past him two days later. I said, hi, hey, Gary. He went, all right, Patrick? <laughs> so
3: you I did a gig. I'll
4: tell you this, a non-rugby anecdote. I did a gig in a place called the Swan Theatre in High Wycombe, right? And there was a woman called Ninia Benjamin, who's a compa, a comedian comedian. And I was just started doing comedy, so I was on first, and she was comparing it. And she she gets very flushed and very sweary. She's lovely. She said, oh fuck fuck I'm late I'm late I'm late. So what's your name? What's your name? I said uh, uh Mike Babbins. What Mike Babbins? Ah Mike Babbins <laughs> Babbins Babbins Is that your real name? Yeah Babbins Yeah that's it Yeah Mike Babbins Yeah that's yeah. <laughs> Is that your real name? I said yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so anyway, she goes on stage, waffles for about ten minutes right, and then says, "Please welcome to stage my good friend." Dave Dobbins. <laughs> I have to walk on stage and say, listen, Dave's stuck in traffic. I'm just going to fill in for him. So, And after the gig, I was talking to her. And she said, oh, I'm so fucking embarrassed. I said, don't worry about it. to that. Don't worry. No, but you said your name and I was thinking, Dobbin yours, Dobbin yours. And then I just blurted out Mark Babbins. <laughs> so I, said, I said, no, that's my name. And she went, no, you're Dave Dobbins.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so uh, there we go. Uh, anybody
2: ever mistaken you for anybody else? Uh, do you, do you no,
3: honest? the advantage of having a name that is exclusively used by 13 um, year old Chav boys is that uh, I, nobody ever guessed my name wrong.
2: So, before we went off on that little riff, I was saying that Welsh rugby yes. players shouldn't be called Hadley Parks because right. let's play a what does Hadley Park sound like it should be more like, okay? Yes. First of all, Hadley Park sounds like a new build estate where you can get a reasonable two bedroomed house with help to buy assistance from the government.
3: Love yes. Yeah. See, I think Hadley Park sounds like a caravan park near Saundersfoot with on-site entertainment nine months of the year.
2: That does sound good.
3: Hadley Hadley Parks.
2: We like, should go there. That would be a good
3: yeah, weekend. That it would. Hadley Park sounds to me like like a like a
4: like a upper class
3: conscientious objector. Yes. Yeah. It also you know, like it a sounds... polar explorer or something. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> or <laughs>
2: yeah, a, for, a former leader of a Shire County Council who's now deeply embroiled in a sexual abuse scandal. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Hadley Parks could be a Vossel Conference football ground in the home county. <laughs>
2: that is a very good one.
3: Nice yes. one. What about a, a UKIP councillor? Yes.
2: The former yes. Viceroy of India, who did much to improve Anglo-Indian <laughs> relations.
3: Yeah. Um, it could be one of those like shady financial services companies with a corporate box at Twickenham. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's very yeah. Or a PPI company. Call Hadley yes. Parks for your PPI. Yeah. Yes.
4: What about a Nazi sympathising admiral in the Navy? <laughs> <laughs> Who had to be given a post in like in like the West Indies
2: just before the (laughs) operation? He was best major there, but he he was best major Edward the eighth. Oh, so there you go. So but he's not, he's a twelve for Wales. But there you go, that's what we think he might And a bloody good one. And a A bloody bloody good one at that. Right then, we are now gonna move on to shit good, but before we do that, here is a little advertisement break. ACAST recommends
1: podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna.
0: ACast
1: is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now.
2: Welcome back. Shall we do shit I think good?
3: Things. I think. Right. Shall they I join with us?
2: You can join in as much as you want, Mike. You're here to join in. I think you've already joined in, you can keep going. Thanks, yeah. Right, what have Thanks, we got? Harry. Cheers,
3: yeah. <laughs> Cheers,
2: uh, Right. Uh, who wants to start me off? Josh, give us a uh, one uh, shit a good. good.
3: Shit uh good, then? Go. Um, James Lowe for Leinster. Signed for yes. the Chiefs. Two tries, only debut. Um, he's going to be good, isn't he? And then he's going to play for Ireland in like three years' time. He's not in an all-black cap, good. no?
2: No. He's
3: free and easy and looks already very... And he was amazing for the Chiefs. He scored two tries in his debut for Leinster. Ah he's gonna be another one, isn't he? I'll
2: tell you what was good for me is when uh Was scored that last minute winner in that game, mm. it cut straight to Die Young. <laughs> who was basically completely emotionlessly drinking out of a paper cup. his capacity to show no emotion I think he was kind of spitting the emotion into the cup but it was yeah he's just totally and utterly deadpan drinking out of a paper cup as his team won the game
3: I've literally I've seen him smile once this year and that was the merest hint of a smile when Thomas Young came on against Exeter and instantly won a penalty at the breakdown after being out for like three months. And yes. then there was like the merest little twinge at the corner of his mouth where he looked pleased. And that was it.
2: Josh, you're from Aberdeer. Is that just what Aberdeer does to you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basic, no, you're basic. From, you're from, Josh. You're from I am from Aberdare, yeah. yeah. Good
4: place to leave. Are you still there now or are you... <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: thanks. And, and surprisingly enough, I have left. <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah. Just like basically, I'm basically exactly the same as Daya. I went to
4: the scariest pub. I've been to some scary pubs in my time, right? One of my scariest pub ever was in Aberdeen. It was the top of the of the square there. There's like oh, a black lion. Out. Yeah, the black lion, that was okay. it. And I just spent the whole evening <laughs> looking at my shoes because I didn't <laughs> want to start with any of the locals. And, <laughs> I, I, and the two the two bouncers who worked in the Black Lion were massive lads.
2: Terry and Tony
4: Yeah, Terry and Tony. <laughs> <two. laughs> I think they subcontracted for the kebab shop down the square. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> because they would run down the kebab shop, fill somebody in down there, then run back.
2: <laughs> that's brilliant. Flexible working. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No. Oliver Davis got in touch on uh, email, I think, or Twitter, or oh, no, Facebook page, and he pointed out: Have you seen the comment that Ben Teo left on Danny Care's Instagram video?
3: Which nope. is a, the most depressingly 2017 sentence I think I've ever. Well, heard, Danny Care but...
2: put a video on Instagram saying this beats any feeling in the world, and it was his kid running up to him at the end of the game. It was all very nice if you're into that yes. kind of thing. But basically, Ben Tio responded was just with, was that?" Yeah. Um, ben Tio responded with, "There's Mike Brown looking around to see if anyone's running to hug him. Probably not." <laughs> 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 oh, in the same, they they play for the same national team.
4: I'm going to follow him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: almost. Hey, can honest. I say it good?
4: Can I say it good? Are we yes, on yes. ship? No, no we yes. go. good. Damn bigger first half for Wales. Was um, brilliant. Um, he was absolutely fantastic, and the way that he, I, I think I tweeted that he had he had a foot like Dan Marino's arm. It, it, his <laughs> kicking was so accurate in that first half. It was such a and Jiffy called it early on. He said they're coming up very flat. They're very very quick. They need to look into to use the kicking game, and I thought biggest kicking was
3: absolutely fabulous. Particularly the the uh, kick for the Hallamay Moss break the lead that led to the first fight. Oh, oh,
4: oh. What a
3: goal. He's crossed the
2: sixty cap boundary as well, hasn't he? Just before he balls yes, off to say yes,
3: So he's fine to uh, to carry on. Good with Miami Dolphins, he can go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was shortly before, well, that. Happened actually. One of the good things that amused me. Probably the first time ever, John Inverdale has made me laugh out loud. What Steady? Just, be- just before just before kick off, he referred to the Springboks as the Sprongboks, <laughs> and genuinely, <laughs> it made me so. It literally. Even if we hadn't scored in the first five minutes, I would have been set for at least twenty the minutes of books. just being amused. <laughs> I-, I don't. I mean, <laughs> we've all been there of getting our words wrong, but that is. Glorious.
2: What else did we get? I'm good as well. Uh, Andy and Brum got in touch. And I don't know if you saw this in the Newcastle game. You see, <laughs> Do you see Toby Flood's yellow card?
3: No, I didn't.
2: But it was a mall and, yeah. and Leicester. How did were... Toby Flood get a mole, a yellow card from a mall? Well, because he ran in full pelt head first into the side of the mall, fell straight over, it... got trampled on and caused the mall to fall over, conceded a penalty try, then got yellow carded for his trouble.
3: Good. That is spectacularly Toby Flood
2: and that was that was after speaking of Flood when Harry Malander scored his first try he went on an arcing run outside and cut inside Toby Flood and as he ran past Toby Flood Toby Flood turned round and properly did a jumping up and down stampy foot Yosemite Sam tantrum <laughs> <that, that laughs> Malander it was it's amazing if you get the highlights of it it is truly amazing then of course Northampton lost again and Malan and Jim Malindu, of course was once again very disappointed at the end of the game because <laughs> that's his. his a, I'm very disappointed
3: well, I can't he can't last much longer surely it's really Well, not, I you should get the south africa job off could see maybe yeah, I mean... Like swap jobs.
2: I said at the weekend, like, you could see it looks like a haggard and baffled Perkin flump from the flumps. <laughs> Do you remember the brown one from the flumps? That's exactly what... That's
3: wonderfully what... Well done, not you? That is <laughs> very niche, I mean, that is... That's one for the kids, though. Reaching up and pulling that... that yeah, I was well, more like Clangas than either. myself, but I mean... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got this good... Anybody got anything else for I go to Twitter?
3: Um, good. Uh, I tell you what, I was watching uh, Quinns against Saris yesterday afternoon, and I yeah. tell you, he was bloody, really good. Jamie Roberts. Yeah. Was he, he was. You know how Jamie, when Jamie Roberts used to have a bit about him and wasn't like cripplingly slow? Mm. Yeah. And used to hit the line at pace and just fucking batter people. Yeah. He was doing that all afternoon for Quinns. He was literally just flying like an absolute like a eighteen stone six foot five rocket. And Owen Farrell had a horrible time.
4: He have, was you just, met, have you met him up close? He's a huge bloke. He's isn't a he? giant of a man. He's got hands like
3: shovels. He's, he, yeah. It's I mean he's, he, I mean, I love Jamie dearly for everything he's done for Wales. He's been terrible for us for two years, but it would genuinely made me really happy. Oh, that's great. To just see him smashing over the game line and just trashing people left, right and centre and to be fair he played like two tries just through being an absolute nuisance off first phase ball that was he not slashing. released
4: for the Welsh squad on the, on the weekend
3: then was that? No they, he wasn't allowed we still don't entirely know how Falatao was allowed yeah. unless it was just sympathy because we have no other number 8s at all Maybe his contract's... Re- I don't know. Maybe yeah, re- maybe. They must have paid, Bath must be basically paying the fine because they'll get fined.
2: I get the feeling that when he, when they say, he says, I'm going, and they go, no, you're not, loop I'm afraid, you're under contract. Yeah. I reckon he just pulls that completely emotionless face and just walks yeah, out. Yeah, and just Because what, so what could you do with Stop that? Stop then. What could you yeah. do with that?
4: What's that mean? Was there a meme on Twitter with him just in, in like, and it was just it was just Talupe Falatow's face in various exciting uh, scenarios.
2: We started yes. that historical Talupe. Yes. Did you <laughs> start?
3: Did you start that? Yes. Yeah. It lasted it about three started. tweets. Thank you. Yes. It was never going to go viral because, frankly, the, me... the tariff of difficulty of doing photoshopping is too high for most people. <laughs> we had awesome. a really fun afternoon photoshopping Talupe into various horrendous stories. No, they shows. were
4: funny. Listeners, get on that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Let's bring don't it let the light go out. No. well that's uh, some... good, go this, on, Speaking go. of good things, did you see the photo of Alan wynne Jones, trainee groundskeeper? Yes. Game? Oh, Jesus Christ! Mowing the lawn. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I want to know what happened here because he was just in full kit. It wasn't like he came out afterwards. Do you he reckon he had his like socks
2: and shoes off like when he does when he does the Ospreys press conferences? He had his socks I and shoes know. off, a of full kit. He
3: still had, he still <laughs> had the tape in on his thighs from the game, so it was literally like full time and he's like having a go and people are like oh he's pretending to be humble I don't think it is I think he just genuinely wanted to go on one of the mowers
4: I think he's mentally unwell if he's doing that what's he doing
3: I I blatantly think he's one of those people he's probably going to the groundskeeper oh how do you get those stripes in your lawn then bud (laughs) 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 Terry
2: oh
4: Terry oh (laughs) Terry give us a ride on that mate
2: You In can't have po- this one. You can have Tony. Tony! Love-
3: <laughs> In other post-game antics, did you see Adam Ashley Cooper posing with Godzilla? Oh, yes. To receive his Man the of the Co- The Award?
2: Kobe Steel mascot is, uh, like, Godzilla. properly like It's
3: literally Godzilla. Yeah, from it the old movies. Is. It's a perfect yeah.
2: replica of Godzilla, yeah.
3: Uh, the best part of that is how serious Adam Ashley Cooper looks, where he's standing there <laughs> Probably with a 6 yeah, a six-foot-tall Godzilla on his right and an elderly Japanese man on his left. i am like
4: him to come out dressed as Godzuki in that situation. Yes, yeah, <laughs>
3: or Mothra. Just... That would have been funny. That's
2: another... Hey, like... talking niche, Godzuki is a proper niche Hello. 80s cartoon reference. <laughs> what a
4: series What a series special. <laughs>
2: But nothing sums up the madness of Japanese rugby more than a kind of that, very serious Japanese businessman we, looking, an expensive elderly over, an expensive over thirties overseas signing, and a completely batshit mascot all in one picture. That is basically <laughs> why perfect. Why is this
3: not the most popular thing on television? Like, no wonder they get they earning absolute coin over there. It must just be like, yeah, the audience figures for it must be stellar.
2: So we've got this good from Twitter. Reese not got in touch on Twitter at blood and mud. He said an early. Oh sorry, go
4: on. I was going to say someone that shit.
2: Well, we'll do good but, first, then we'll come on to shit, Mike. Okay, I'm, I'm dying of
4: Keep
2: shit. Keep your powder dry. <laughs> he said. Um, he said Ollie Griffiths was outrageously good against Ulster, Back rowers yes, really shouldn't was. move that fast. Another other um, dragons related, Bungle Moose got in touch and said, "Let me be the first to say that Dan Bayboss is it Bayboss or Baboss, the scrum half." On his Dragons debut, twice his age. He's only 17 or 18. Christ, Keep an it. eye on him. You like this one, Josh. Oshin C yes. said, good. Was Chubby Tommy running in a try for Exeter from the Ugh. 22 like an incredibly slow centre, including in a sidestep which would have embarrassed the Titanic?
3: <laughs> if you are allowing him, Thomas Waldron, to score from anything less than six inches, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Absolutely
2: ashamed. And Bath should yeah. have been ashamed of themselves. There's only Absolutely. so Absolutely. Much... Speaking of Bath, no Brew, no clue. Brew was playing, he scored, oh. and there's only so much clue giving that he can give. Yeah, he can't I mean, the man stop.
3: is not actually Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, we We've... think he is, but he We've... isn't. Yeah, he might well be the Welsh Gandhi, but he's not actually. And he can only do... Well, Bath A weird, man. They make no sense as a team. they like they've gone Gloucester. They've gone Gloucester are good now and Bath have just inherited. Gloucester's whatever.
2: form is probably the thing that makes me most happy in the whole world right now. It's great: because it doesn't, doesn't it? make any sense and it's ace. No. And Ackerman <laughs> still looks last. slightly bewildered and terrified all the time. Despite yeah. being And
3: it will not last.
2: Despite probably being yeah. the hardest man at the club, Johan Ackerman.
4: Yeah. Country, the worst, my worst gig ever was, was at the Gloucester do last year. I got asked to do the, their corporate, their of season Oh, really? Oh, did you? A Cheltenham race course in this massive, like 1,500-seater venue, black-tie do. And they said, when do you want to go on? I said, I don't care when I go on, really. I said, but either either before the players all bugger off or after the players all bugger off, just not during Then buggering off. <laughs> they no, no problems. So they, they brought me on, at which point the coach should have said, you know, you, they made quick enough said the players are going to go you want know, the players go home they had a game in a couple of days so all the players left as I was just starting my, my stand up 20 minutes uh, and I was just talking to the back of 1500 heads people getting <laughs> people getting selfies and, and uh, getting things signed by the player. and I came off and I didn't know anyone know that I'd, I'd been on all come off it was amazing it was just, <laughs> you basically you, could
3: have got paid to not turn up yeah. for that night and there was a, yeah. new,
4: like, a big kiwi bloke <laughs> in the front row was just was just I sort of punched his heart when he saw me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: Cracking gig, Terry. But
4: but I just thought, I'm doing, doing, I'm doing the 20 minutes. I'm doing whatever happens. I'm, doing, I'm getting the money for this. <laughs> so I came off the stage and he said, I just felt sorry for you, Brew. I said, I just want to give you a big hug. I said, yeah, well, I'll have it right now. So he gave me this massive hug, this piece. And then, and then I started off. And it, you know, I remember it was pissing down my rain and my car was parked about a mile away. And I forgot my umbrella, but I was too embarrassed to go back into the place and get my umbrella. So I just got wet and left the umbrella there.
2: You're absolutely puncturing, letting people behind the curtain of the wonderful life that a, that, a, that, a, that a full-time job in media, comedian guy has.
4: Oh, the glamour, the glamour of it. <laughs>
2: right then, uh, shall we move on to shit? Go on then, Mike, yes. you move on to shit, didn't you?
4: Yeah, well, it's, it's quite... I mean, this has been a bugbear of mine for a while. We're all rugby fans. Um, people who, who sort of wave when they see the camera on them, I can, I can understand that. People wearing... Daffodil headdresses at rugby games should be sprayed with some sort of industrial strength weed killer. I mean, I would, I would
2: quite,
4: <laughs> I would quite happily cover them in paraquat. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what they're doing. Who are these people? Who, who who's selling the stuff? Who's selling the, the daffodil headdresses? And who the fuck is buying them? Right? Idiots who have no, you know, these these are people who wouldn't know the scoring system. I love, I love rugby. How much is a try worth? Oh, three? No. <laughs> Penalty <laughs> one. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> I'll take your daffodil headdress with you. See you say stop. that.
3: I see. I. You always see those dodgy street vendors f- selling the leek hats and the daffodil hats.
0: Oh.
3: In never in my life have I seen anyone actually buy one. No. And yet, and yet they're everywhere. I think it's I a special membership. It's like, it's like a shit sort of version
2: of Pride. Like, maybe company. people
3: are so embarrassed about buying them that it's sort of like you know when. During rationing, when you used to go to the shop and then get a little bit under the counter, maybe it's that. Yeah, you just, <laughs> something sort of for the weekend, in, madam. They they drop it in a bin and you leave the cash on top or something. I don't know.
4: <laughs> I mean, I don't like people wearing the shirt if you haven't played for the con- that country or that club. I'm not a big fan of wearing the shirt to a game.
3: Oh, right? oh that's
2: hardcore. That is Mike. But to well, a, a fundamentalist.
4: <laughs> I am. I am. I, I wear a little tiny, a little three feather silver pin in, in my jacket, and that is enough. Right, and a red and white scarf, knitted, without any names on it. That's all that. Everything else is bullshit.
2: And a massive Paisley shirt and a fur coat.
3: you got it. Have you been following around on international Paisley? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what else have we got This shit?
3: Uh, tell you what, shit. Is Rico Ioani says he wants to play 13 next year. Because the last thing the rest of us need is that guy getting on his hands on the ball even Do fucking more. Do you think Rico Ioani knows
2: what hubris means?
3: Uh, No. (laughs) I think when you're that young and that good, it kind of just passes you by.
2: (laughs) Because he needs to calm it down.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He does a little bit, doesn't he? But yeah. Can you imagine him running the outside shoulder of the 13 every single fucking play?
2: Yeah, but imagine having to defend the 13 channel. Think about it that
3: way. (sighs) Mate, it's not a game for defending anymore. If if the last couple of weeks has told me anything, defending is really overrated.
2: Speaking of defence, in the Newcastle game, Sinotti Sinotti, so good they named him twice, um, <laughs> scored a try. Five players attempted to tackle him and didn't tackle him.
4: So it's inexcusable. Absolutely, It
2: is inexcus- absolutely inexcusable. I know he's a big lad. I know he's a big, strong lad. But That's five weird. people had a go at him.
3: I'm surprised I didn't hear an audible sort of scream of annoyance from you. Just... <laughs> yeah from wherever I was how does that
4: happen especially at a professional rugby level you know that shouldn't happen at club level even if you accept you
2: the fact he might have bon- <coughs> bounced the first two because he's a big lad the fact that yeah. three then closed in on him and he still didn't tackle him
3: is unbelievable. Pathetic, it? just grab his shorts or something like if you can't get old just cling on slow him down just surely. hold on to him for Christ's sake have Yeah, I mean it's fine he's only, he's... just throw yourself at his legs Full Dan big Dan Idiot style. Head first. What's the What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: I think poor tackling technique is my is my is my real bugbear at the moment in rugby. You know that the, the people put their head on the wrong side of a tackle. Oh, I hate that. Going too high and, and and trying to put a big hit and a miss and tackles, getting bounced off, getting handed off.
3: Oh, getting the head on the wrong side is the one that absolutely fucking grips me.
4: If you, can't you look at that, even... neck like that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you make it a side tackle with your head in front. You should be fucking dropped with idiocy. <laughs>
3: That's the thing. It's like it's not just your team that you're hurting with that shit attempt at a tackle. It's you're putting yourself in a fucking hospital.
4: Well, exactly? Yeah. I'm not gonna name names, but it happens with, with you know good players just poor tackling. I don't I don't know where they learn it. I don't I don't know. You know, Christ, I, I coach a little kids team, my my boys team. We, we don't do tackling it. That. that comes in next year. But you're taught how to tackle from like the age of nine. How could, you, how could you be a professional rugby player in your twenties and not, not an to tackle?
3: It's bizarre, isn't it? I do,
4: the same as ta- I do
2: think they coach differently to tackle now. It's not the old ring of steel or anything. They're not, co- they're not coached that anymore. Well, they are, but so, they coach something different now as well. I
4: well, think. the offload sort of changed it. There was not there wasn't a lot of offload when we were when we were playing, was there? You know, it was it wasn't a big thing. Um, so now they're trying to tackle the ball a lot more than than, than going mm. low, trying to stop that offload. But I mean, still, there's there's ways to do it. You, you know, it's just. I'm an old flanker so I used
2: to love tackling that was the best part of the game for me but I mean <laughs> God. what else have we got speaking of injuries and things like that um, Bruce McConaughey got in touch on Twitter he said shit for him is the fact that um, Robbie Frean has had to retire
3: that is like genuinely very because he was I remember is that remember what the deal is it
2: yeah, he's, uh, he's done, it's yeah.
3: it's 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 not official yet, Obviously I don't enough. think, but it is. It's
2: is... its been widely reported, so I'll be very surprised yeah.
3: if it's wrong. It's a, it's a, I remember, remember when they uh, the Crusaders, they had that horrible earthquake in Christchurch, and the Crusaders and the Sharks played at Twickenham Yes. to make money. I went to that game, and that was Sonny Bill Williams at 12, and Robbie threw oh. in at 13. Boom. And genuinely, I've never seen something, like I've watched Sonny Williams a couple of times, he's a phenomenal (laughs) player, but I've never seen him as good as when he had through and alongside him, because he was such a good, just a big, physical, skillful, quick bloke. I saw everything you want in the 13, and I thought, yeah, that guy's definitely getting all black caps. And it's, yeah, it's a real shame.
4: Imagine that! Imagine that partnership, coached by someone like Rob Howley, it'd be electric, wouldn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, one amp, but electric. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, what's um? What else have we got? The shit from Twitter. Rachel Simo got in touch and said, "Shit was Courtney Laws's hair. Did you see it?"
3: Didn't know. He had a top he knot. Oh, oh Courtney!
2: It was very, and also because it it's not quite long enough, it was all kind of falling out. Oh, so it looked like a top, it looked like, again, I'm going to go full on, re- you know, up to date references. We'll Jazz, no, Bam Bam from the, <laughs> from the Flintstones.
3: Oh, <laughs> right. That is, I mean, I actually got that reference, so that's not as bad by what your was standards. He, what, was see, Jazzy B's to blame for the top knot, isn't
2: he? Him or Jason Lee used to play for Nottingham Forest.
4: Yes. Jazzy, Jazzy B preceded him? Pre-
2: he probably proceeded in. did, yeah. <laughs> Back to life, what, back though, to reality, back to the air and a top knot. How is
3: Courtney Laws gonna be a hard as nails midfield uh, you know second row enforcer with a top knot? He's not an enforcer, he's a good player.
2: Well Mar Nonu did it with makeup on, so he's that is
3: very that. true actually. But Mar Nonu's Mar Nonu. I don't think I just the top knot, man. It's too much.
2: What else have we got on Twitter? Stateside rugby got in touch and said, "Shit is the box yet again." Yes, but double shit is Kurt Sia refusing to go and delusionally insisting that the situation is improving. The thing is, it is improving on 12 months last year.
3: Yeah, they are better than they were last year. It's just improving really slowly.
4: I wonder how much of that is his decision. You know, I think the, the SRFU are just sort of keep it. I don't know what they're going to bring in, but. Obviously,
3: anyone's better
4: than him, but I feel sorry for him. He's got that look when you see him in the stand, of just thinking, oh, fucking get
3: me out of here." But well, and there's only so much he can control as well. It's like was he coaching his back three to be that sh- much of a shambles? I
4: think is in a world of trouble, though, wasn't it? I mean, financially and attendance-wise. You remember when it was? I mean, it was god in in South Africa, wasn't it? Rugby was huge. I mean, it was it was it was the thing, and just. How can they be? Look at the, the the two teams that came into the into the um, into the Pro um,
3: fourteen, yeah,
4: being set up. So bad, do you know what I mean? I just uh, and you kept thinking, well, this is a blip;
3: they'll, they'll get better in a couple of weeks. Didn't happen.
2: The cheaters are okay at home, but well, Southern, Southern Southern Kings are terrible everywhere. But so the attendances they? yeah.
3: that they're getting are really no one cares. Yeah, and it's not just and it's not just with the Pro fourteen being a sort of new thing either it's like the attendances were shit in super rugby well, That's where they They're... came from super rugby because they were no one was going to watch the games yeah and it's and like they
2: got dozens and dozens and dozens of players oh. playing abroad dozens I of
3: think them. that is the a big part of it is so much of their quality you know they've their squad that's playing outside of south africa would fucking paste a squad of springboks that are, that are currently on the field at the moment who are playing for them you know, so what's but,
4: their, what is their uh, registration rule? Is it the same? Is there, are they going to
3: play their rugby? Um, no, I they, think don't they have to, a 40, they, it's just, but they it's... have a forty cap rule, right. I believe, or they're bringing that in. But it's you know it, what tra- the problem the problem they've got is a lot of players who are sort of on the fringes of Super Rugby or like nineteen, twenty, twenty one are going to France or the Premiership.
4: Well I can you remember watching a Springbok team where you couldn't name sort of nine or ten of the players. They, they, they just, there's a lot of mm. almost faceless players playing for mm. the, staff, the and national. I, team, and know? I think
2: a lot of people they've put a hell of a lot of faith in. I don't I don't understand why Jesse Creel isn't very good. No. He really isn't very good. He's quite strong and pacey, but beyond that, he doesn't really have much going on at all. And he's probably the first name on a team sheet.
3: Uh-huh. And also, he's kind of, there's a lot of that kind of player where they'll have a game, they've had a game or two where they've looked good, but I've not seen much else to justify them. Like, you know, Ludiaga, for example, occasionally looked really good, but he's just been very, yeah, ever since. And he looks like a toddler. I mean, there is that. <laughs> and Edsabeth
2: well, like, but... is blatantly bald. No, no matter what oh, surfer and mullet coma over his saucy
3: <laughs> completely fighting no. to the so much, of that.
4: I must got a spray on hair that I use. It's really good <laughs> stuff,
3: actually. The problem with, you know, even Etzvah is that literally nobody is ever going to tell him that he needs to sort his hair out because... Well, no. no. Because I mean,
2: he'd he crush your head in his arms. Yes.
3: Yeah. I mean, his arms it's, are... If you want to wear a top knot, you could, could wear a top knot. Yeah, i you could do whatever the hell he wanted. Can you imagine how
2: much baldness it'd show if he pulled it into a top knot? The <laughs> top knot would to be like around the back of his head. So
4: you just yeah. bring it from the sides to cover the ball patch.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And shave it on the side so it looks like it's sort of vaguely trendy. Yeah. Done. There we are, Evan, if you're listening. <laughs> sorted. sorted it, mate. Sorted. Don't worry about it.
2: Have we got any more shit?
3: Uh have I got any more shit? I don't, um sure. I'm a very positive person. So. Um,
2: <laughs> Apart shit, from the fact I, you just said rugby is doomed. Or like...
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate everything.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, one, it doesn't give me any joy to say it, but another week where Steph Evans did fuck all. Mm. And it's yeah. quite it's sad because I really thought he'd be very good. But this week, the alarming thing was he got the ball in space quite a few times. Yeah. And he didn't have the pace. To do what he does for the Scarlets and just break into, you know, and get out a broken play and just burst into space and then score a try. He just got.
2: I'm assuming scratched. he's no slower in a Welsh shirt, is he? So is he just the international <coughs> opposition a quicker?
3: Yeah, I think it's he looks very fast at Pro 14 level, but Test players a poor, are a damn sight quicker. I was against a poor back three as well yesterday. So you know, I mean, a four back three, but a quick back three. It must be yeah, said, yeah. very. But yeah, it, they didn't know what it, to do I when they be... actually
2: catch you, but they can catch you. They get... They're baffled when they actually catch up with you. Yeah. But, yeah,
3: they just sort of I run past. They run past. You. They think it's a race. I
4: it's think ship for me was was another ship for me was only just beating a poor Springbok team and being and being sort of people being pleased with that. Some some idiots, you know. Yeah, it, but you look at like Scotland when they absolutely thumped them, you know, and England thumped them, and we're, we're scraping a win against a very bad team.
2: A a win's a win Uh, is the most despicable phrase ever invented in sport, and it's used exclusively by morons
3: Yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) I I spent a a certain portion of my Saturday afternoon dealing with that very type of moron on the social medias and yes
0: A win's a win A win (laughs) is
3: Yeah we should have beaten that mob by 30 points let's be honest we didn't.
2: I think that brings us to the end of this little gallop through our yes. rugby weekend. Ooh, before we go, oh,
3: oh, go Shitwatch, Oyenar.
2: Oh yeah, because yeah. Yeah. they still shit got watch. it.
3: Shitwatch, Oyenar's still going. Worcester next week, double header. Let's see what happens.
2: I must point out, though, for those of you who are completely baffled by what shit watching the Cuffbert Police on Cup is, you can read about it now at bloodandmud.com slash CPC. You can find out all Indeed. about it there if you want to know what we're talking about. But Oyenar's still got it. After another humdinger, by the way, yeah, Twenty-three thirty to breathe.
3: Yeah, they were up thirty twenty-six at one point. Such is Not the way of
2: the CPC. It's because mm-hmm. they, they have to keep it for the European game. Yes, Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure. Indeed, Josh, it's been as it usually is. As we'll, per, yeah. <laughs> we'll see standard. you. Uh, we'll speak to you all again next week. Thank you very much and goodbye.
4: So good.
1: The unmissable Sky Black Friday sale has arrived. Get Sky Q with the TV you love all in one place. And lightning-fast broadband with our best-ever Wi-Fi all around your home. Plus, choose from Sky Sports or Sky Cinema. All for just €60 a month for 12 months with no setup fees. Don't miss out this Black Friday. Just search Sky Black Friday. New customers only. Availability subject to location. Minimum terms and further terms apply. For more info, see sky.ie slash speeds. Offer ends December 9th.